All right, hello everyone. I'm John. Hi, I'm Adriana. And today we're going to be talking about Yeezus, one of Kanye's most controversial albums. Me and Adriana have different opinions, but Adriana, what do you think about Yeezus? Okay, so I think Yeezus is a masterpiece. I think that there's so much to talk about with Yeezus. I don't think there's a more divisive album in Kanye's discography. I'd have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone loves everyone loves like college dropout. That's like goodness, Yeezus people like hate it. Like detestable. They can point at it and be like it's trash. It's disgusting. It is it's tr- it's hard to describe <laughs> why it's trash though. But like you just listen to it and it's so different than like graduation, college dropout and stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. Okay. Awesome. So let's go into what I like it and then what you don't like it. Okay. And just meet in the middle. (laughs) Okay. This is also our first episode. Should I go? (laughs) Yeah, you should go. Okay, so in philosophy, there's this thing called the Euthyphro Dilemma where it's trying to disprove God's existence. So it's saying, does God define good in that whatever God does is good? Or is God good because there's an objective good? And so if there's an objective good, then we don't need God to describe the good. So God's not necessarily. But if God, whatever God does is good, then God could do something that we see as heinous and we'd still have to call it good. Hmm. And so while I will not address the philosophical issue and how there are answers to that problem (laughs) for God's existence, (laughs) but I think I've created something called, instead of the Euthyphro Dilemma, the Yeezusfro Dilemma, (laughs) Where is is Jesus considered good because it's actually a good album and good music? Or do people call it good just because they base good off of whatever Kanye does and they're just fans of Kanye? Mm. And I think us Kanye fans have developed a bit of like a Stockholm syndrome where we've been kidnapped by this guy and like we'll just take whatever he gives us at this point because mm. Jesus is not up to like the artistic level that I think college dropout is, late registration and uh, graduation. Like, have you listened to late registration lately? Mm-hmm. There's so many instruments on it. It's yeah. like, but then Jesus is just like robot noises and stuff. And so <laughs> I just have a hard time believing that Kanye put the intention and the care and like the thought into Jesus, like he did the other albums, because it seems huh. so shallow and robotic and just not, not like genuine Kanye that that I love so much. So yeah. I want to talk about late registration for like a second. He has a video series called late orchestration Mm. where he like brings people like an actual like the chicago orchestra and it's so beautiful to see i love late registration goodness such incredible points i think that that is something that i considered too when jesus first came out thinking oh man i really want to love this album because the just graduated high school was like a huge kanye west fan and i remember it was june 18th a few days after i graduated high school and I remember being disgusted by Jesus. I remember thinking, this is trash. So my opinion has definitely changed over time. Fairly recently, actually. And so, I don't know if that gives credibility to me that I'm not just a stan. (laughs) (laughs) That I can definitely (laughs) point out that Kanye West, not everything he touches is gold. I think he has a lot of flops. But the Kanye West I love so much is the one who does put so much care into everything he does. And so excited to talk about that because i definitely don't think that jesus can only be enjoyed if you are a prisoner it's definitely not my thoughts yeah i think that jesus 
is so purposeful and that Kanye really did attempt to influence culture with this album as well as basically reclaim his image because Kanye West had been perceived one way for so long and then with Jesus he kind of shattered so much <laughs> with it. So you think it's basically him because he started out as just a producer or whatever mm-hmm. and he had to fight hard to break out of the image of just bring a producer to being a rapper and then he got mm-hmm. so known for being a soul sample rapper mm-hmm. who wore pink polos and backpacks yeah. and he wants to break out of that you think absolutely he addresses that specifically in one of the songs I believe it's which one he's saying yes i am a god did i am a god i believe yeah. it's right here. he's talking about like pink polos and a backpack and this, is, this is right around the time when i think he's trying to get into adidas and the Yeezys and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Amazon. Okay, it's Amazon. But one of the things is like that I noticed is that college dropout, late registration, graduation, 808s are all pretty simple. They're not super dark. They're not super edgy. They're not super like perverse, whatever. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, we get a taste of it. Mm-hmm. But then. We dive into Yeezus, T-Lop, and Ye, which are all very different. But one thing, too, I think with Yeezus, he got he got too into himself after the success of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy because mm-hmm. Yeezus, The Life of Pablo, and Ye are all basically self-titled. Like, Yeezus, obviously, him, like, trying to compare himself to Jesus, even though he says, um, Jesus is the most high, even though I am a close by. Yeah. yeah, so something like that. And so, like, Jesus is self-titled. It's so it's so egocentric. Even the life of Pablo, he's, like, concern, comparing himself to St. Pablo, Pablo Escobar, and Pablo Picasso, uh-huh. which is, like, more of him just, like, obsessing over himself. And then even Ye, literally self-titled. Mm-hmm. And then even with the artwork, going back into, like, the effort he put into it. Do you, Adriana, do you generally think, like, he put a lot of effort into the Jesus cover? The Jesus cover? Okay, so I know that Kanye was inspired by artwork in Paris. So, it's actually really funny. There's, like, a picture of a rock that Kanye was inspired by. (laughs) So, I genuinely think that he ascribes meaning to it. But it's easy to look at it and be like, Kanye, that's a blank CD. Okay, then what about The Life of Pablo? That looks like something you can make in, like, Microsoft Paint Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, I love the Life of Pablo cover because it's a dichotomy of Pablo. So there's St. Pablo, but then there's also Pablo Escobar. And so there's a picture of, you know, the woman, and then there's a picture of family. And it's kind of um, just like the repeating lines. I I really enjoy it because it shows like the duality of the Life of Pablo. I know that there's like a part one to Pablo, and then like there's like a part two, if you rearrange the checklist. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But what about even Ye? Like, he took the picture on the way yeah. to the premiere. It just seems like <laughs> there's, like, an obvious... And he rewrote Ye in, like, three weeks. I know. What a genius. It just seems to me like there's a lack of direction in Jesus. But you think you think differently that there is, like, a whole character and there's every... He's, like... Yes. There's a lot of it more intention into it than Absolutely. what would seem. I think in terms of narrative, Jesus is the most cohesive. Which, upon first take that in you're like 
Jonah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like a cluster of things, but I think that Jesus is a character. So basically, I think that Jesus is not Kanye. It's so important to differentiate the two. So Jesus isn't concerned with convention. He's not concerned with reputation or even radio play because um, Kanye himself definitely said that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was like an apology to the world after the whole Taylor Swift thing and after... I feel like Kanye's always apologizing. <laughs> so, um, but Jesus is kind of like a forsakement of all of that. So where Kanye is so sweet, this is the man who wrote Hey Mama and um, other songs of that nature, but Jesus is brutal. And where Kanye is comical, Jesus is visceral. Where Kanye is so appreciative, Jesus is arrogant. And where Kanye is devout, this is a man whose single is Jesus Walks. <laughs> um, I have a copy of... Um, I have a copy of College Dropout in my car. Actually, I can show you because my car is about walking distance. <laughs> um, but he's like, how come there's no good rappers on God's side? I always wondered that. And so that came out in like 2004, so since then. But that's the Kanye that, that we love, that I love, that, um, that Jesus is not. Jesus is arrogant, obviously blasphemous, <laughs> so sacrilegious. Um, but I think most importantly where Kanye is secure Jesus is very, very fragile. And there's an important character investigation we can do to really wrap in how important Jesus is. And so your claims are that, like, Jesus is his character that is not exactly Kanye. Yeah. So do you think... Can you pull up the the interview bites? Yeah. So do you think that Kanye in these interviews is, like, trying to play Jesus? Do you think that Jesus is a character that Kanye lapsed into in this egoism? Or Kanye has always been Kanye. He played this character in the interviews and he just created this character for the album. If you could play the... Okay, so I'm about to play Kanye speaking about the song I Am A God. Everybody says, who does he think he is? Comes up and says something like, I am a God. Everybody says, who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A God! (laughs) just told you so another classic and then of course the houseway one is definitely him exploding okay houseway take a few steps back to go you ain't got the answers man you ain't got the answers (laughs) so do you think that jesus is like something that he made or what i definitely think that jesus is a character that kanye plays up so there has to be truth. Um, I know that Shakespeare said the truth comes out in jest. And so I know that there's truth. There has to be a part of Kanye that genuinely does feel the way that um, he you know, presents himself in Jesus. But I, don't, I, I think that he played it up for sure. Like Kanye's always trolling, always clowning. Yeah, especially and, now. <laughs> yeah, especially now. And so it's not out of the realm of possibility i think that for purpose of media he's always doing crazy things like in the media around the time that his albums come out so yeah and i think that that can be taken two ways there could be the the ideal that kanye genuinely thinks that he's a god (laughs) or that it's just kind of this character he's playing yeah i guess that what do you think about that john I think I could see how it is a character, mm-hmm. but I could also see how that's just like, I don't know if it's a convenience or 
Because Jesus just seems, like, thoroughly thoughtless. Hmm. Like, what? Because on site is, like... Like, the conclusion I came to when I was, like, thinking through, like, why can't I explain why I think it's trash? Like, why do sometimes I think it's trash? And then sometimes, like, oh, shoot, these are, like... There's some bangers on this album. Which, like, I think there are. But I think if you're listening too closely or not at all, Mm -hmm. it's pretty bad. Like, if you're looking too deep into meaningful lyrics... I think a lot of the songs are too shallow but if you're listening to it just like on the side as a kanye song you're gonna hear a lot of robotic sounds that like you're not used to as a kanye fan so if you just mm-hmm. are listening to it casually i don't think it's that bad yeah but like, on site has like some funny lyrics for sure mm-hmm. i like i really like the parkinson's one yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shaking like parkinson's. when i like rediscovered jesus and listened to it again <laughs> i was like dying in that one yeah. but yeah i think it's just that it doesn't it's very coherent though like you were saying like life of pablo i don't think it's that coherent i haven't listened to it like you said in the the track order and everything yeah Mm -hmm. but it's just that there's like even though there's no skits in it Mm -hmm. there's like consistent dark tone in it yeah i don't think there's really any upbeat songs not at all a little bit inbound yeah a little bit inbound definitely but even like hold my liquor is definitely super dark yeah blood Blood on the the leaves leaves is dark yeah new slaves black skinhead Send it up. It's not that bad. No. I like send it up. I listened to that today. I was like, this is a bopper. Mm-hmm. But see, it's like I go back and forth when I actually listen to it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not that great, you know? But <laughs> yeah. if I'm just listening to it, like on the way from somewhere, you know, and just like lightly singing the lyrics, I'm like, this yeah. stuff kind of kind of bangs. So it, mm. I have such a hard time, like, where I feel about is it as intentional, you know, of this character he's created, or is it just like him slapping something together? Hmm good points actually i feel like the exact opposite i don't think Jesus is a light listen but no i would never put like i'm in it on a playlist yeah (laughs) even like on site i just think it's so different goodness i think that Jesus became so much more alive when i do like close inspection of it because there's so much to unfold within it my cousin's favorite album is Jesus. my cousin loves loves kanye west (laughs) at thanksgiving we were talking about um ranking kanye's albums and he was like Jesus like number one and I was like ew <laughs> <That> <laughs> was was like, like, Francisco was disgusting <laughs> and like also he went he saw the he saw Jesus on tour I heard that was a crazy one it was wild did you see it did I you go to one did it oh, okay. yeah the visuals are so cool he also saw St. Pablo oh I saw that one crazy so... it was like a couple days before he had like his breakdown so I was so like my cousins actually had tickets to see him in anaheim oh yeah like a week or two after i saw him but it got canceled by then and then one of the my friends in my biology class mm-hmm. had tickets like two nights before me and that's when he stopped halfway through oh, and so shoot. i was like so lucky to slide yeah. back in is it the inglewood one yeah it was the one at the forum nice. that's when my cousins are at wow so yeah. good got him in his fullness so yeah i thought that he was influenced by seeing Jesus live because naturally you're gonna like you know you yeah, perform. stuff live is better yeah but then um he was like you're an english major like go listen to the lyrics like he was the one that kind of was like Jesus makes more sense than you think and then i was like okay fine that's a challenge and so um no there's a lot that points to Jesus being like a story like i never thought to like listen to the album like throughout 
you know? I've always just kind of put Kanye albums on shuffle. At mm-hmm. least at that point I did. Yeah. But then this one was the first one, and I was just taken away by, um, yeah, the story that is found in Jesus. It's all about this. This crazy man thinks he's a god and then falls in love at the end. I found it. That is one of the things that, so it is coherent, and then even the progression of, like, on site, which is the first song, which is the most robotic. So it sounds like, uh, like do you know the theme to Beverly Hills Cop or something? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to yeah. do it, but and then the end of the song is Bound Two, which is like definitely the most human song, the mm. most human. That's a good way to put filled. it. Yeah, it's not like robotic anymore, and it's mm-hmm. definitely I think we can agree like the best song on the album. Bound Two. You like Black Skinhead? I love Black Skinhead. That's like top three, Kanye. But that's separate. I think intellectually, I can say that Bound Two is the best one on the album. But you know, in my heart. (laughs) So what do you think? I thought about this this morning when I woke up, and I was Mm. gonna like text you. But what do you think about Jesus as a Byronic hero? Ooh, uh, like an anti-hero. Goodness, I think Jesus is a villain. I wouldn't say that he's an anti-hero, but I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, because we learned about that last year in class, and a Byronic hero is someone who is, like, dark, uh-huh. mysterious, mm-hmm. usually gets a lot of girls, Oh yeah, has, like, a big secret, mm-hmm. but kind of like Bruce Wayne, kind of like Han Solo, even mm-hmm. Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, or, like, Iron Man. Yeah, but I feel like Jesus isn't a hero at no, all. He's he just kind of, he has all the dark features, but he doesn't have the redeeming qualities mm-hmm. of a Byronic hero. Absolutely. I think he speaks into the whole, like, hero thing in Black Skinhead. And he says, my theme song, my leather black jeans on. Whereas in, in Power, he says, I guess every superhero need his theme music. I think the omission of the hero part speaks into the fact that he's, like, claiming the villain role. Mm-hmm. Have you read about, like, story progressions and folklore? Uh-huh. Um, so one of them is like uh about like meeting a villain and then there's like a subsection that's talking about like the qualifications of a villain so i think jesus is a villain for sure yeah i would think so too he's just and then because it is even coherent with bound two he falls in love and then guilt trip if mm-hmm. you listen to lyrics more it does like actually describe someone who i think like goes on vacation and is like cheating on his wife or something mm-hmm. and it's called like guilt trip which pretty good name i guess for the song yeah but what do you think about because i see these as like incoherent thoughtless things but you obviously see the album with like a deeper perspective so i'd love to hear that about Mm -hmm. on on site when it breaks into the you give us what we need yes that one yeah and then at the end of i am a god just the craziness like it's like some weird cut and then At the end of New Slaves, mm-hmm. it goes into the I can't lose, like, type mm-hmm. song thing. Yeah. So those seem to me, like, just random, like, slopped in there. Mm-hmm. Not slopped in there, of course. Yeezy is an artist. But <laughs> they just seem like they don't fully add to what he's going for. Okay. Goodness, I think there's so much to say about those exact things. The interlude is actually one of my favorite parts on the album. So let me pull out the on-site one. Yes, we're on site. Um, when I was into making beats and stuff, my freshman year, beats. yeah, I tried making like soul beats because I really like Kanye, uh-huh. and I would find like sample packs online, and that the the sample and that was like one of the ones I actually like messed around with a little. Nice. It was pretty trash, but I want to hear it. <laughs> Maybe one day. It won't be trash. Before it gets into the interlude, we get Jesus saying, "How much do I not give a?" And like he kind of. Re- 
repeats that multiple mm-hmm. times and so that signifies like the meaninglessness of Jesus's point of view and so it's stark it's in stark opposition of what happens next I think because it, it's so sudden it's kind of like a thunderbolt um it says like he'll give us what we need it may not be what we want and so I think that that's him submitting to like God like the divine nature that like where um like Jesus wants sex and power and money and murder but God knows that Jesus needs love through the form of a human connection and to be bound to someone and so obviously if you were to talk to Jesus and on site he wouldn't want monogamy <laughs> are you kidding he would want um so many so many women but um and so I think that's um, such a beautiful way to like bookend the album, beginning with on site, and it's like such a great foreshadowing that like God, He'll give us what we need. It might not be what we want, and so that's the the meaning that I wrest from the interlude. Like what was once primal and immediate can change. What do you think of that, John? I can see how, because even as it is, it's, like, just clean cut. There's no, like, flow into the sample. It's mm-hmm. just kind of robotic beats and then cut the sample mm-hmm. and then cut back to robotic stuff. Yeah. And, like, I want to play, I don't have the sound bite, but the end of On Sight just is so, it's not, there's no, it follows no beat. It's mm-hmm. just random. Mm-hmm. And... I think I guess I could see what you're saying, how maybe from an artistic point of view, he put it in so cut and dry that it like it struggles against it. Mm-hmm. There's no like easy flow into it to kind of resemble the stark contrast that like Jesus is to God and like someone who wants to follow God. Mm-hmm. And so he's like struggling with working those together into his life as we're struggling to like listen to it and not be like caught completely off guard by how incoherent it sounds yeah is that what you're saying yeah essentially i think that Jesus is an experience when you listen to it i don't think it's like casual listening so it's definitely i think intentional that kanye would make it so uncomfortable to listen to yeah i guess yeah even like the noises he uses mm-hmm. are very uncomfortable he wants to like jar us mm-hmm. into show us something like barbaric almost something savage like is what Jesus mm-hmm. the character is yeah like his gasping yeah is that on the I am a god and even black skinhead yeah gasping for sure it's just so wild I think wild would be mm-hmm. a good word to like describe some of the songs mm-hmm. what do you think about um what what do you think about send it up hmm what do I think of Send It Up? <laughs> so, personal, like, thoughts on it aside, I think that Send It Up is probably his most vulnerable song on the album, where he kind of reveals that he's been through, he's been through it. Like, at this point, we know that Jesus, um, like, just rose again, which signifies that he, like, you know, had died before. And so... It's important to see that, like, it's so special that Send It Up comes, like, before Bound 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What lyrics in particular did you want to I at? have a different take on the Jesus just rose again. Because mm. I'm pretty sure it's in the context of him 
like dancing in the club and he says a girl's like dancing with tight skin or something uh-huh. next to him yeah and, and says Jesus just rose again and so yeah so it says Louboutin on the toes again tight dress dancing close to him Jesus just rose again I feel like the Jesus just rose again is him like referencing a body part like phallic yeah as mm-hmm. Rising again when the tight dress is dancing close to him, or do you see it as more of? I think it's both. <laughs> I think it's both. I think that with Jesus, it's important to know that this is not by any means like a Christian album. <laughs> 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 like we're not gonna. Yeah. It's not like to Jesus for theology. Like, yeah. like we're not gonna find the gospel message in Jesus, but um, we are gonna see that that weird thing that Jesus does, where he can like write such beautiful lyrics but then have it like sandwiched in between like the most disgusting bars like i'd love to talk about i'm in it after this and it'll be fun because <laughs> i think i'm in it is the most difficult kanye song for me um but yeah so i definitely would take it as more of like an awakening after he's like met his love and so because right before it talks about louboutins it talks about like the souls of men where's that yeah and her heart colder than than the souls of men so i think that's important to know that like he's wary of this person and so but even though there's like wariness he still like rises again so i mean there's two ways to look at it i definitely first thought it was yeah i feel like (laughs) i'm noticing that we both like we have our own ways of looking at the album Mm -hmm. and like we're consistent in how we look at it but we see it like from very different ways yeah yeah that's a good thing yeah i think it is and i think you like when you said that it's like beautiful things and also like disgusting things Uh and like the next line or the same line i think that is definitely one of the themes of jesus where Mm -hmm. he'll just be like going then all of a sudden there's like oh ew and then like the next thing and then you're like oh that's a funny line right there oh like there's a meaningful one ew that's a gross one oh there's like uh there's like a one addressing social issues and like oh there's another funny one and then Mm -hmm. it's just kind of this jumble Mm -hmm. of different there's no consistency i feel like in any of the songs except Mm -hmm. bound i think bound two is pretty consistently like about love yeah and i think on site is pretty consistently about like just going wild Mm mm-hmm but, yeah, I definitely think that what you said is on point. Thank you. Um, I think that that is in the similar vein of just Kanye's, like, reputation. Like, oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. He's this incredible man that we put on a pedestal. Oh, no, he's... What was the thing you said about Kanye? It was, like, financially canceling all of his... Um... Like, he felt like he owed the world something because of what mm-hmm. he did with Taylor Swift? No, it was just about, like, how people really want to end, like, Kanye. I'm going to cut off, like, his... Oh, like, cancel Kanye? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I feel like Kanye wrestles with, like, people who love him and people who just honestly just have this, like, great disdain for him. Like, even Obama called him, like, a a jack rabbit (laughs) (laughs) after the whole Taylor Swift thing. So, what you were saying about like Jesus being like oh that's beautiful that's that's disgusting that's super meaningful that's that's gross I feel like that's much in a similar vein of how Kanye has been like perceived so I think it's cool that he was able to kind of capture that into an album mm. yeah because he made he did make Taylor famous he did that'd be a fun thing to talk about <laughs> yeah. if he like actually made her famous but. and I, that's I <laughs> but I really like her so much but you know I 
Kanye. Right, Kanye on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So then, one thing I did want to talk. I think. Can you pull up the my favorite part of the album? Okay. Hands down, I want to talk about a bright spot real quick. Okay. Is thing is this one. Okay. Oh no, it's not. I am a god. It's new slaves. At the very end of it, okay. there are these beautiful sounds that I wait for every time. <laughs> I think I for me it's a bright spot on the album. So you wanna play it? Yeah. I don't know what those are. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but like <laughs> I just love it. do you feel that when you listen to it? I do. Like it hits like a melody or something. Yeah, it's so pretty. Actually that's Frank Ocean. Oh, it is? Yeah, and then that's Kanye distorting his voice to sound like an instrument. Because that's one of the things Kanye... There was, like, a video about it, how Kanye uses the voice mm-hmm. as an instrument. Yeah. And so that's really cool. Because I feel like Jesus, he didn't do that as much. Mm-hmm. But if you just look shallowly, mm-hmm. you would come away with that. But you obviously knew that that was Frank Ocean. So maybe there might be more depth to Jesus than... <laughs> there is, if anything, John. <laughs> Jesus has a little bit more depth to it. So one last thing, I okay. guess, I want to talk about is some of, like, the highlight. Bound 2, mm-hmm. of course. What do you want to say about Bound 2? I think that the Charlie Wilson sample is one of the best samples he's ever done. Like, I know you're tired of loving with nobody to love. Like, that's Jesus. He's been, like, it's just such a beautiful shift in tone. Like, the fact that that's found on this album I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, like glows. It's, yeah, it's kind of strange that mm-hmm. like of all the darkness, of all the mm-hmm. everything, it ends with like a love ballad that's has like a real singer singing the chorus. Mm-hmm. And is that it's like another song too? Like mm-hmm. it's a song that uh, mm-hmm. Charlie Wilson is his name. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know his name. I thought it was the you know the guy on SNL who did the uh, Jack Sparrow song. I think his name was like Michael Bolton or something. That's <laughs> Michael Bolton. I thought it was that guy. That's no. what I always thought it was. <laughs> no, Michael Bolton. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> Michael Bolton. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I think that's important too. Um, I really love when he talks about like, wow, we made it to Thanksgiving. Maybe we could make it to Christmas. <laughs> he sounds like a little kid. It's so cute. Yeah, I really love Bound too. Such a good song. Yeah, the music video is kind of strange, but... <laughs> I know, Kim's hair is like flowing in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. So as we're getting ready to wrap up here, our discussion mm-hmm. on Jesus. Do you have any final favorite lyrics you want to share? Yeah. Any? concluding thoughts as the last call last call as Kanye would say from College Dropout oh, such a good song last call yes so I think my favorite lyric is on I'm in it which um, I wouldn't just tell anyone I'm just telling you and whoever's listening to our podcast <laughs> let everyone else think that my favorite lyric on Jesus is um, I'm devoted and you know it and you know it <laughs> no but my favorite lyric is actually in I'm in it and it's so subtle that I missed it for so long. So basically, in I'm in it, he's talking about leaving a party with a woman and then stopping by a 7-Eleven to get contraception. <laughs> and um, so after that, he says, I'm lying, I needed condoms, don't look through the glass. Chasing love, all the bittersweet hours lost. 
And then he says, like, the most disgusting line ever, like, eating Asian, yeah, the sweet and sour sauce line that I think people use <laughs> to really crucify this album. Um, for, yeah, crucify. But yeah, chasing love, all the bittersweet hours lost. That sounds like Tennyson, John, to me. Yeah, chasing love, all, all the bittersweet hours lost. Like, how beautiful. It's weird how like beautiful of a line that is. Yeah. Yet, like you said, the very next line is like the line on the album that everyone's like, "What is he saying?" <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think that's. This is Kanye's genius, honestly. You see the beauty of it. Can we, um, can you get the the last sound thing from the I Am A God? Yeah. This, I think, personifies what I view of Jesus. That this, this is an actual line. <laughs> like, I just laugh at this. That this is a real line of Jesus. Yeah. In a French-ass restaurant. Hurry up with my damn croissants. <laughs> what is he saying? <laughs> like... <laughs> He Hurry up his... with my croissant. Yes, he gets what he wants. Wants a croissant. <laughs> he wants a massage. Yeah, I just feel like I could definitely see where you're coming from with like how deep it is, and I really will entertain those thoughts. Like yeah. as I listen to it more, I've been listening to it a lot more, but mm-hmm. I just don't see the care to the lyrics and to the production of the songs that I saw in, like, the other albums. Mm. But then again, someone can create, like, a bad sentence that's technically bad, but it goes to serve a greater purpose, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what you've seen. And so I would say that Yeezus is a masterpiece, and it's successful, and that if there is that much intention in it, it succeeded in what it set out to do mm-hmm. and so i really admire it and appreciate it wow. but i just don't enjoy it and i think that's completely like possible to admire yeah. something yet it's not i'm not going to be playing it like super often but then again sometimes i do because like i said like it's something that you don't have to listen super hard but you also don't listen like super lightly so it, it some of it sounds so bad, but like sometimes <laughs> some of it sounds so good. I feel yeah. like it is this tension that you're kind of saying mm-hmm. of who like Jesus is, yeah, and that it's the tension of the album that like it's so beautiful, mm-hmm. and yet it's also like so crude and so trash sometimes. Yeah, I love that. It's perfect. Great analysis. I think that Jesus is like on the lower half of my personal preference, so I think I completely agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah the only one that I like rotate pretty regularly is it's black skinhead so down to as well but, but. yeah i really like the like he has some nice flowy parts where like i really mm-hmm. like the flow of the songs but yeah. yeah pretty pretty okay album i guess but <laughs> all right i think we're good Adriana, <laughs> it was so fun talking about yeezus it was so fun more John. episodes to come what are we going to talk about in the future Ooh, all kinds of things we can talk about ranking the album that'd be fun and yandy yeah yandy. i was about to say I don't know if I have high hopes for Yandi. Going off of his last him and an enlightened person's mm. album name, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for Yandi. I don't have the highest expectations. That's good. I think it's good to have medium expectations. Yeah. Hmm. I'm excited. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm so excited. I guess bye for now. Bye.